White Coat Wednesday, which means we turn to our medical expert, Dr. Mitch Shulman, for some of his favorite medical stories of the week. Nice to have you. Thank you. Nice to be had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me about vaccines for cancer and heart disease. I thought cancer was so, you know, there's so much of a spectrum of cancer that how could we possibly have a vaccine? Exactly. And I think you I think you hit the nail right on the head. Look, there are a lot of things vaccines can do. And the mRNA vaccines that became the bedrock of our resistance to the SARS-CoV-2 virus, uh, their development was originally started off to actually deal with cancer. And the idea being that you would take the person's cancer, figure out its genetics, figure out what made it different, figure out what made it stand out, figure out how the body could have recognized it if the body was able to, put together an mRNA a vaccine based on that injected into the person would then turn on their own cancer and there's still hope for that and in fact the whole dealing with SARS ramped up the development process for those those generations of vaccines tremendously so do not be surprised if in the next four or five years maybe a little bit sooner maybe a little bit later you start hearing about this type of therapy being applied to certain forms of cancer now these will have to be cancers that we get a chunk of because you have to be analyzing the genetic material so these are not cancers that are going to be hidden deep within your body that we don't have access to but certainly gives us yet another tool on our fight against cancer and the same way we might be able to target other problems that seem to have a genetic and or a marker on them so it might even be possible to target some forms of cardiovascular disease or high cholesterol or things like that depending upon the underlying cause if there's an underlying genetic mistake that leads to it then we may actually be able to deal with it by using this new technology again accelerated incredibly as a result of what happened with SARS Okay, magnesium-rich foods may be effective in slowing brain aging. So what is a magnesium-rich food? <laughs> um, all the things that you're supposed to be eating, so green and leafy vegetables, whole grains, uh, uh, fatty fish, probably to some degree, but yeah. And the problem is most of us do not get enough magnesium in our diets. And we know that magnesium is important because not only does it support the development and protect your brain, but it's also important for your immune system. It's also important for your heart rhythm. So for example, if you have a low magnesium and God forbid you have a heart attack, you're much more likely to have a series of complications as a result of that heart attack than if you had a normal magnesium level. And for most people, you're just not, well, you're just not getting enough. Now, the study itself is poor science. What they basically did was they asked people, what are you eating? Followed, repeated that a couple of times and looked at their brain under a scanner and said, aha, people who were eating a diet that was supposedly high in magnesium was good for their brain because their brain looked healthy. It didn't prove that it de prevented dementia. It didn't prove that there was high magnesium or good magnesium levels in their blood. They went by what they remembered in terms of their diet. So the science is bad, but the logic is good. And so whereas I don't necessarily like the way they did the study, and think about it. If I'm filling out a questionnaire and I'm telling them all the different things that I ate that were high in magnesium, like green and leafy vegetables and avocados and whole grains, I don't think it's just good for my brain. I think it's good for me. So it may just be a marker in this study of good diet. Having said that, though, 
good magnesium is important to you. And if you already are someone at risk for heart disease, if you're a diabetic, if you're taking a category of pills that we call diuretics or water pills to control your blood pressure or the volume of fluid in your body, talk to your doctor. If you're not already on magnesium supplementation, you may want to talk to your doctor about it because that's the other key point in this study. These people weren't taking magnesium supplements. No, 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 no. They're eating a healthy diet. But for some of us, specifically people on diuretics and things like that, you may need the extra help of a supplement. Okay, so I did a little homework in preparation for this next topic, and we're sticking with food here. Uh, The idea that you can actually uh, build muscles and be a vegan. And I discovered that Venus Williams and Novak Djokovic are vegan. Yeah, there are a lot of... uh, high-level athletes, I don't know how you want to characterize them, superior athletes, phenomenal athletes, great athletes uh, who can survive and do well on a vegan diet. Most of the world is living a vegan diet. And there was always this falsehood, this belief, this myth that the only way you could pack on muscle was to have protein and the protein had to come from animals. Well, the truth of the matter is protein's protein. Your body doesn't care where it comes from as long as it has all the appropriate constituents. And if you're eating a healthy vegan diet with a good source of protein and this protein has the right mix of essential amino acids, and that's the key thing. There are certain building blocks of protein that our bodies cannot make on their own. These are the essential amino acids. So whatever it is that you're eating, whatever your diet is, you can pack on muscle, and as this study shows, with a completely vegan diet, as long as you're intelligent and you know a little bit. So it may require some research. You may have to talk to someone who knows more about this type of diet. Don't go by what you necessarily see online. You may want to speak to a nutritionist or a dietitian. These are really handy people who have a tremendous expertise. But yeah, the source of protein isn't as important as the fact that it's a proper protein. Dr. Mitch, thanks so much. Good to have you. Always a pleasure. I look forward to these. Talk to you next week. Good. White Coat Wednesday with medical correspondent Dr. Mitch Shulman.